morning, everyone. 918 on the nose. The Mary Griffith Show is underway, and we're talking today about the United Way of Adams County. Jenna Hull is here, the Director of Development and Communication. And uh, I was away last month uh, sunning myself on the beaches of Cancun uh, when we introduced the new Executive Director, Nancy Bloom. And uh, this is kind of exciting yes. to have someone of her management experience come on board with the United Way. Yes, and she was a huge supporter uh, previous to being the director. You know, she was the president of the board um, for us previously, so it's been really good to have her experience there. So I can tell Nancy that uh, there's a big difference between being president of a board and actually being (laughs) an employee of the situation. You'll find that out, I'm sure, (laughs) very quickly. But let's talk about something really exciting that's happening just around the corner, and that is the United Way of Adams County annual meeting and the big announcement. Yes, yes. So take Coming it away. Up. Yes, so our annual meeting is this Thursday. We do still have a, a couple seats available. Uh, it starts at 5 p.m. The doors open at the Town and Country Inn and Suites. And um, our presentation will start at 6. So we'll have a um, cocktail hour from 5 to 6, cash bar. We'll have great appetizers and goodies from JJ's Catering. And then the presentation starting at 6 with hopefully a really good big announcement. We'll have to see. We're still getting some checks in. So hopefully we'll have a good a good number to, to share out. Okay, folks, it's Tuesday. They want to announce that they've made their goal by Thursday. <laughs> if you're holding on to a check, call Jenna, she will come and get it I from you. I will definitely do that. I will, I will come will, to your house. She will come and get it from you at your business, at your home. If you have not had a chance to give the United Way, uh, you have less than 48 hours now uh, to do so. But it's critically important that we get as many people in the community involved. And you'll be handing out, I'm sure, awards that night. And we'll have this all Friday morning because you're going to send me a press release. You I bet know. I am. I think and, you're going to get it today to embargo. So. Oh, good. Embargo <laughs> status will be great. Um, but how, just give us a highlight without giving away anything. How's our participation up, down the same? Yeah. So the participation is down a bit. Um, but the workplace campaigns and the corporate donors are doing very well. So those are all good. Um, you know, one of the things we noticed is we talked to a few of our donors over the last couple of months and they honestly said, Oh, I forgot to send my check. I thought I sent it. You know, time just got away, and oh goodness, here's a check. So, um, you know, people do just forget, and it is it's 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 an honest mistake. So, um, we want to try to fix that gap and make sure that we are getting to the people that want to give. Um, and I don't know how to how to work on that, but that's definitely something that we're going to work towards this year, trying to make sure that we keep our donors engaged and keep working on that. So, it's a fine line between harassment, yes. and reminder. Yes. And as a former loaned executive, I would go out and I'd meet. And sometimes they would write me a check right then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'd say, you know, I'd say, when can I come back and pick this up? And I'd say, please note on your calendar that I'll be here that day. You know, you right. try, you don't want to be pushy. Sure. You don't want to be too assertive. Mm-hmm. Yet on the other hand, you don't want to constantly be igno- uh, annoying them because they've been good givers for a long time. Exactly. So I'm sure you call people who haven't given and just, mm-hmm. like you said, gently remind them or say, is there more information you need or you yeah. know, is there something that happened that you had a change of heart? Mm-hmm. Very few people say, the United Way, I don't like that agency. Correct. So you're, <laughs> you're, you're blessed with that. Yes. That if people don't give, it's either their own financial reason or 
They simply forgot. Right. But one of the things I've been doing this a long time, Jenna, probably long before you were even born. (laughs) uh, One of the things that's constant to the United Way is how do we get new donors, especially since not everybody works at Blessing Hospital or ADM or the Quincy Public Schools where they have a great campaign Mm -hmm. with, you know, payroll deduction. How are we going to get the mom and pop that has two employees, mom and pop? And what are you doing to work on that? So good question. And I am working really hard on engaging uh, actually younger donors this year, working on doing a lot more with a social media push, um, getting into some social media uh, sites that we haven't done before. Trying to get into the schools is a huge thing. Uh, I spoke at QU last month, working on getting into John Wood, Quincy Public, things like that to get the word out. I feel like there might be a disconnect between um, our, the, the age of our donors and that next generation coming in. So trying to get them engaged, and not necessarily even just with money, just getting them to know what our nonprofits are, um, what they do in our community, and getting them to care and to serve so that when they do have money, they will give that money. But if, you know, before that, maybe just giving their time. That's something I think that's huge. Time, talent, and treasure. Absolutely. And some people don't have any treasure when that's they're 20 quote. to 25, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, by the time they're 45, they've got some treasure. And guess what? They usually give it to places they've already volunteered at when they didn't have any treasure. Absolutely. So developing that uh, younger core of United Way volunteers is critically important. The other thing, and I'm, I'm, semi-frustrated by this. I don't Uh know how you solve this problem because um, when I started working here at WTAD 35 years ago, I remember thinking, oh, these old people, they just won't change. They're just so set in their ways. They're crabby all the time. Never want anything to change, blah, blah, blah. 35 years later, I'm a crabby old lady. Doesn't want anything to change, (laughs) you know. So here's my, my problem. The the lovely gentleman who had the heart attack on the football field and dropped dead momentarily yeah. and was revived, yes. people went to a GoFundMe account and gave him millions and millions and millions of dollars yes. to buy toys for that children. He did not. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. But there are people here in this town that need that. Yes. And United Way has always been there. But you're not as sexy as a GoFundMe page. Right. I think you're talking about reaching out with younger folks. Yes. Today, the younger generation is so much more socially mobile. Mm-hmm. They're so much better educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they have a global perspective on life. You know, they could probably talk to you about the war in Ukraine and Kim Kardashian's latest underwear line. In the same sentence. So, <laughs> but how do we get them to click on here instead of click on and send their money someplace where there's no oversight, yeah. where they're, they don't have any idea how it's being used. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, you know, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is um, troubling to me. Yes. Because I remember old school right around Christmas time. I know for sure my dad and mom would sit down and we would all be at the kitchen table. My brother and I too, even though we were worthless, I mean, we weren't doing anything, just annoying them, but Dad would be writing his checks out to the charities that they were going to support that year. Yes. And uh, I know my mother always was like, why are you sending money to Michigan State? And, you know, 
they'd have this little argument every year, and my dad would still write a check to Michigan State. <laughs> so Gina never won. However, one year Gina said, if you're going to write a check to Michigan State, I want you to write a check to QU. Oh, there you go. that's where she went to school. Uh-huh. So see, every once in a while, if you just nag your husband long sure. enough, It'll work. they'll give in. <laughs> but I mean, I remember this process. Sure. It wasn't, you know, click and point, and I'm doing it while I'm Right. At a stop sign, and my children aren't aware of it. And it wasn't instant. And I think sometimes we forget, as parents of young children, which I've never been, uh, that we need to show them our philanthropy. We need yes. to show them our charity. Show them that we write a check to the United Way and we go to the food pantry and help. Mm-hmm. Show them we write a check to the United Way and we you know, give our neighbor a ride to church or whatever. That's yes. Philanthropy is whatever you can do, and sometimes that is writing a check. Yes, and I love that you say that because that's exactly that's what needs to happen. We have to teach them by showing them because it's it's not just it's not okay to just say what you're doing. You have to show them, and they have to see it, and they have to be invested in it. If they're not invested in it, they're going to click to the next thing. You know, the, it might be the GoFundMe or whatever it is. So you're right. The United Way has put a push on in recent years to really help youth in our community. Yes. And so I guess I'm still having trouble with the disconnect mm-hmm. because if I was involved, if, if uh, I'm 25 or 30 and I was ever involved in any kind of youth activity 10, 15 years ago, I remember that. Yes. Uh, my children are probably involved in youth activities. Maybe I was somebody who came up hard, didn't always have a meal, but now I've got a job. How are we going to get that connection back that that was there for you and helped you? And you may not have even been aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now you need to pay it forward and pay it back and pay it forward. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to start is we have to find that heart. Right. We have to pull on the heartstrings. We have to get that story out there, um, maybe talking about what. Bella Ease does with their kids program, maybe talking about what Horizons does with their guided pantry, you know, finding that um, that way to connect with those donors on as what is personal to them. You know, you might have a favorite charity. Yours might be United Way, but it could be through Horizons or it could be through Bella Ease and trying to find that way to connect them through the heartstrings to get them to, you know, to want to serve in that in that way. And that's what's so Another thing that's hard for people to understand is that United Way is an umbrella that helps a wide variety of agencies. Yes. So you can write a check to the United Way and you can still support your favorite charity. It's not either or. Yes, it is. And that's what I love about United Way. That's kind of why I feel so good about where I work at is that we are helping. You know, there was 27 programs that we funded last year. So I feel good about that as opposed to just giving to one agency, um, you know, maybe just helping one food pantry instead I'm helping five. So it, I don't know, I just feel like my dollars go further. And then you also get the, um, the company matches, the corporate matches, the federal government grant matches, all of those kind of things. And then all of a sudden your dollars could be tripled um, and they go that much further in the community. So I, I feel the same way and that's why I love United Way and I'm proud to work for United Way is because our dollars do go further when you when you kind of put everything together and bundle it that way. The uh, annual meeting is this Thursday night. It is. Are you going to come? Town and Country. I, uh, I hope you can join I, us. I used to make it every year. Yeah. I haven't been so so practical these last I'm an old lady, and at 5 <laughs> o'clock at night, I want to be in my pajamas. <laughs> but there's a social hour at 5, exciting news. She's not crying today, so I have a feeling it'll be fairly I good know. news. <laughs> at 6 o'clock, they'll give a speech. But, hey, 
never take it for granted. And one of the things that we have talked about recently is, and we'll talk about the Joe Bonin Singer Award, Joe Bonin Singer was the first campaign chairman to take a campaign over a million dollars. Yes. If you took into account inflation and everything else that's happening, we should be a $5 million campaign Absolutely. today. And we're not. Right. And what's it going to take to get us there? Because that's when the needs will start really being met. As so, uh, yes, celebrate success, but understand that the bar is not really set where it needs to be. Yep. But it is set where our community has a comfort level. So the United Way mission is to get everybody out of their comfort zone. Maybe give 5%, 10% more if you gave last year. Give that much more next year and get these new people. Identify these young people. They yeah. have money. They do. They're buying $12 lattes. I know. You know, they're they're doing things and they want to help. Yes. That's why they're on the GoFundMe page just sending notebooks to Appalachian children when there are kids right here in Quincy that don't have writing paper. You're right. But they just don't know how to connect to that. Yes. They know how to connect something that they don't really know if it's actually going to the source, right. but it looks good. It's mm-hmm. got a pretty page. Yes. Uh, so we, we all need help with that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jenna Hull, my guest today, we're going to talk about the Joe Bonin Singer Award. There's somebody out there in the community that you know that has done a lot for our community, and they need to be recognized. So we'll talk about nominating them when we return. And we'll hear all about the Pops of Color in just a moment. Phyllis Robertson is here in the green room. But first, we're going to continue our conversation with Jenna Hull uh, with the United Way of Adams County. They're going to announce their fun drive results on Thursday night. She looks pretty positive, so I'm hoping it'll be a great, great result. They've got new leadership um, who's the campaign chair this year? Uh, Brooke and Brian Stokes from Quincy Recycle. Yes. Mm-hmm. They kind of, uh, they've been stepping out of their comfort zone. They yes. always were behind the scenes kind of folks. Yes, they are awesome. They've done a tremendous job. They hosted our fundraiser this year. Um, they have worked super hard to help us. Um, and then our co-chairs, uh, Tanner and Alicia Freiberg, also have been stepping up in a big way. So everything is going really well. We've had some really strong leadership this year. Well, Ryan Wicker is uh, the president of the board right now. Yes. And so I know your books are right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. And, you know, he's he's definitely on it when it yeah, comes to accounting. <laughs> Do not try to slip anything nope. past Wicker. It's so funny. The Quincy Public Schools, I don't think they ever had a clean audit in like 50 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And they would say every year, and I'd report, the, uh, the, uh, they said, this just is the best we can do. There will always be something wrong. They hire Wicker two years later, clean audit, clean audit, clean audit. <laughs> it's all gone. It's, like, it's all gone. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the Joe Bonin Singa Community Service Award. Yes. Mr. Quincy, as we know him, mm-hmm. uh, serve, service leadership by example, energetic, motivating, uh, obviously impactful in our community, longevity in the commitment to our community. And when you think of that, when you think of Mr. Quincy, Joe Bonin Singer, you think about somebody who is always about others rather than self. Absolutely. And those are the people who are awarded the Joe Bonin Singer Award. Yes. And somebody said to me the other day, um, there will never be another Joe Bonin Singer. No. Right? There never will be. But we can come close to cloning him. But we can try. and, And we can look for those people that are exemplary, that stand out. And unfortunately, a lot of times those ones that stand out, they don't really want the recognition, right? They're kind of behind the scenes and, and, and they're just quietly going about their thing. Nobody ever nominated themselves right. for the Joe right. Singh Award. <laughs> or when they were called and said, you're a nominee, went, really? I yeah. mean, they all went, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. But I always look at it this way, because in my life, I've received three Lifetime Achievement Awards. Uh-huh. And I always say, well, rat the cat. Now I have to continue on volunteering <laughs> for that agency. Because, I mean, I was like, oh, now. haven't I done enough? And then they give you a nice plaque. Yep. And you have to look at it every day and say, darnation, now i got to keep doing gotta more. got to keep working, keep but building. But in, in the sense, uh, that's why younger people can get it. I mean, it doesn't have to be someone who's had a whole lifetime yeah. of achievement. It's just somebody who's... Maybe motivating by example this next generation. Yes. So um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but who's won in the past? I know um, uh, we've had quite a few. Uh, Signe Oakley's won in the past. Um, last year was Laura Sievert. Uh, the year before was our uh, chief of police. No, chief of fire. Chief of fire. Joe Henning. Sorry, Joe mm-hmm. Henning. Um, so yeah, there's now, been. Laura and Joe are young. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, it doesn't have to be, it can be somebody older. I mean, obviously they've given their whole life and devoted their whole yes. life. Mm-hmm. So there is somebody out there who's really done yeoman's work in our community and, and really deserves this recognition and would never seek it for themselves. Yes. And, you know, it, we even talked about like it could be, for example, uh, Roy Webb was nominated a couple years in a row and a lot of it was for his work during COVID. And so maybe it wasn't, even though he's been amazing for his life, maybe it was an event that he just really sure. worked hard on. And, and so. there again, not a lifelong Quincy Correct. and not even here now. Correct. Short tenure. Yes. But in that short time, his leadership was huge yes. in our community. And so, you know, as we say as a native, until you're fourth generation, you're really not from here. <laughs> but yeah. the Joe Bonin Singh Award, even people who, you know, were not born right here, even yes. if they came when they were one day old. Yes. And they're not really Quincy. <laughs> They could still be nominated for, yes. for this award. Yes. So how do we nominate? It's a pretty simple process, It's a pretty right? simple process. The uh, application is live on our website. You can push the button and nominate. It is a very simple. We've made it very easy. It's a one-pager. Um, makes it very easy. We don't ask for a lot of information on the front end because we really want to just get those nominees in. Um, I feel like we've we've lost some nominees in the past because the the application process was a little bit clunky. So uh, we've streamlined that process. It's a one page. You know, if you know somebody in this community, I'm sure you all know somebody. Um, Send in that one page application. And then, you know, if that person gets through that first round, then we will call you to get additional information going on. And that is uh, so important. And the deadline is coming up. Yes, it is the end of March, I believe, is the deadline, and then um, the we will announce it at the May Rotary meeting. So okay, mm-hmm. okay. Before I let you go, is there anything else today for the good of the cause? I know as soon as Thursday's over in the annual meeting, and the big announcement mm-hmm. on Friday, next year's chair gets right to work. Yes, and saying, we'll all how be are going, we gonna? Or we might all go to vacation. Maybe we could go back to Mexico and. <laughs> Be on the beach. You know, Jenna, I never realized how much I really wanted to be better friends with you and how we need to spend more time together uh, in in tropical climates than when I just realized today that you have that connection. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, you know, and and listen, uh, six months out of the year when I retire, I'll have nothing to do but babysit home. See, there you go. One of my friends did that. They were house sat in Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. How See, do I get a gig? Well, I like need that? a job like that. I mean, I don't care if it's the rainy season. Right. You know, how bad it's could Hawaii, Hawaii be? Yeah. <laughs> it's like San Diego. 
a cloud moved in front of the sun today. Yeah. Ah, darn you know, it. Darn it. I'll, I'll still, I'll still make it. Absolutely. <laughs> so anything else for the good of the cause? No, thank okay. you for having me. And like I said, if, you know, we do still have tickets available. If, if somebody wants to come to the annual meeting, we'd love to have you. It's open to the public. Um, and we definitely want, you know, to raise that awareness. So if you want to come and see what it's all about, you can, um, come and check it out. It's only a couple hours long and. Should be okay, good. and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And listen, Friday morning on the Mary Griffith Show and on the morning show with Stephen Mary, and we will have the announcement of the goal. We'll have who won the big awards, who's yes. next year's chairman's going to be, all that kind of yes. stuff we will be announcing, and we're Yay. looking forward to that. Thank That's you so wonderful. very much, Jenna. Thank you. We're back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD, and Phyllis Robertson has joined me. She is the director of the Symphony Chorus, and uh, she comes up with the most beautiful <laughs> themes for these choral uh, groups. And their Pops of Color concert is Saturday night at Salem Church, Ninth and State. Gorgeous acoustics. And it's Pops of Color because all of the songs have a color in the title of the song. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Phyllis. Well, thank you, Mary. Appreciate you having me. There is one on here I don't believe I know. Orange colored sky. Where is that from? Well, the orange colored sky is is one that I didn't know, and I thought the guy was pretty good at choosing orange because nothing, nothing rhymes, rhymes with, with orange. orange. But it, somehow we just it, he avoids it, and so it's a, just a really nice. Um, it's kind of a. It's got the pop. It's got a whole bunch of different... um, Did it come from a Broadway musical, or was it just a song on the radio? It's just a song, and I had never heard it, but one of the people, you know, in the group... Said, hey, we got to come up with orange. Come with this one, you know, and so... They they did it and it it really turned out to be such a fun thing. It's written it's arranged by Kirby Shaw and written by Milton Deluge and Willie Stein, but it start it's it's kind of it's got fall off jazz fall off and all that sort of stuff and it's got it we have a, a trio with us you know we've got bass drum and piano that play on about five of our songs and so this one's really fun and it it was uh, fun for everybody to put together because you know I usually don't let them scoop in and out of stuff so that this they had a good time going whoa and whoa you know falling <laughs> off and up and, you know so the Mary Griffith style of singing when you're not supposed to be <laughs> scooping yeah yes, right. very much if you can't hit the note just start here and go. <laughs> <laughs> up until you get there. Very good. Hopefully you so won't. orange colored sky. So mm-hmm. I bet a lot of people have never heard it. Right. And the good thing is almost everything rhymes with sky, but nothing rhymes with orange. So yep. I'm sure they'll be rhyming sky quite a bit. Uh, the other one that caught my eye, um, Colors of the Wind from the Disney. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so you do encourage children uh, to come to these shows, uh, especially if the little wigglers can be near the sure. exit or mm-hmm. maybe if they get a little... To right. hippity hoppity, they can they can head out. So uh, you can paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. It's interesting; they never really name the colors, yeah. do they? But they say the word but colors. They say the colors, and they <laughs> yeah. talk about the blue corn yeah. moon, and they name mm-hmm. every color there is. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, yellow brick road. Uh, yep. Blue skies, little red riding hood, white winter hymnal. Have I heard of that? Well, it's very old tune. Okay, but pentatonics brought it to uh, life yes. and we have uh you have hand percussion body hand percussion so 
four women have come out of, I've asked four women to come out of the group and they've, we've worked out hand, that they do solid hand percussion while sitting on stools up in the choir loft and while the chorus is singing, they're doing the body tap and, but all cool. together in unison. It's really fun to watch and they've spent a lot of time. I mean, I appreciate all the time that they've spent doing it, but it's, it's really fun and, and even the chorus has some you know, while they're holding their folder, they get to do a couple motions of hand percussion themselves. So it's quite a nice little eerie piece. And This is why I love going to your choral concerts, why I love hearing the symphony chorus, because you never know what you're going to get. There is also always something striking, something Thanks. new, uh, something avant-garde. Uh, it's not the same old, same old. Uh, I took some friends the last chorus uh-huh. and they had not been and they want to come again. Good. And I think if people would just go see it, the uh-huh. younger crowd, they would really love it because it's live. Yep. There will be things that happen that maybe weren't supposed to happen, but that's okay. Uh-huh. And uh, so you've really got, of course, the rainbow connection from Sesame Street. Right. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Blue Skies, Little Red Riding Hood, White Winter Hymnal, The Pink Panther. Yeah, that's That'll fun. be fun. We talked about Orange Colored Sky, Fields of Gold. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a, the Fields of Gold was, uh, it's a sting piece. Okay. Yeah. As so. I walked in Fields of Gold. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. So. Um, again, uh, you'll probably learn the lyrics for the first time because <laughs> right. what I find about most popular music is, you can't Not understand too many people it. can understand <laughs> right. it, and it's really too bad because the lyricist did a really good job, mm-hmm. and then somebody's always making it into something, or the background weird. music's too loud, or the and background you can't music's too loud, it. and yeah. everything. So, so you work on these concerts and uh, and the, and the rehearsals and the and the group, uh, it grows and grows and has more people in it, and uh, you know. Uh, you're getting more younger people in it. And the great thing about this is there are so many young people out there in our community that were so active in high school and college mm-hmm. even. And now they've got a job as an accountant or a research chemist. And they miss that part of their lives. They can't do it at work, obviously. Yeah. So they just need to come and experience being part of the symphony chorus. Yeah, and it's really just a community chorus that we, you, you know, anybody can join. It doesn't, you don't have to be, join anything else other than you don't have to pay any money. The symphony buys all the music that we use uh, and it goes back into our library. So, you know, I can choose to use it like maybe I've used a couple pieces five years ago or ten years ago. And, you know, you dredge it back up and it might be a different group of singers or, or singers that that know of the piece, you know, like... Um, you know, some of the stuff, I only have so much budget to work with, so I do have to choose things that I don't, you know, have to buy all. Usually we do 16 pieces, and we have 10 rehearsals. So we crank it out pretty quickly, and they're pretty, the rehearsals are pretty intense. You know, we we usually start by going, making everybody sight-read all the music, you know, first thing, so they get a taste of what everything's about. And then we split out each rehearsal for the next four weeks into sections, the men's section, alto section, and the 
soprano section and have different people that conduct that and you learn the notes for four songs and then you come back together and put those four songs together and go oh that's how my piece my part fits into this this web of notes and so it works out really well and it everybody feels comfortable usually I try to do the sectionals with uh, the hardest pieces first so they have more time more to time sing, to sing, sing yeah well the great thing about it is and and I had never been to a rehearsal of the Quincy Symphony and there's such respect as your choristers have for you. There's such respect for the conductor. There's no goofing off. It's like, yep, go. <laughs> time to go. Listen to Phyllis. Listen to Bruce. Here's this. Oh, that wasn't quite right. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And by the second time, they've got it because yeah. these are, while well, they're not professionals, they're people that, that really care. This is going to be uh, at uh, at Seventh and State at the Salem Church there, Ninth and State. Ninth, Ninth and State. State. Mm-hmm. I picked that big building up and moved it two whole blocks. Beautiful acoustics there. Tickets are eighteen dollars for adults, fifteen dollars for seniors, sixty-two and older, and uh, youth eighteen and younger always get in free. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, don't be afraid to bring the kids to sure. something like this. Just be mindful that, you know, you might want to sit kind of near an exit or a place where they could go out and express their wiggle, wiggledness. Yeah. And is we there do an intermission? Record. We do, yes, there is an intermission, and we do record. We're doing one thing different. I couldn't find, purple is one of my favorite colors, and I couldn't find any SATB in purple. <laughs> so Becky White, our accompanist, is playing deep purple at, at the very beginning. So we have dun, just the... Dun, dun, no, that's smoke on the no. water. How does deep purple go? When the when, deep... Purple falls mm-hmm. over yep. so She's playing that as a piano solo. <laughs> You're better singing than that <laughs> if you go yeah. Saturday night. You can get your tickets at the door. You also, uh, somebody in the audience, if they buy their uh, their tickets, going to walk away with uh, 250 bucks, right? Because part of the Quincy Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, they're having your raffle. Mm-hmm. And the grand prize of $1,000 will be uh, drawn April 22nd. But... Uh, if you go that night, throw $10 into the raffle bin. You could walk away with 250 bucks mm-hmm. that night. And if yep. you're not chosen, you'll still be in the correct in the big raffle. Yeah, so it's kind of so. nice. It's $10 a ticket, or if you want to buy 12 it's 100 bucks. So Okay, yeah. you get a little yeah. discount yeah. there. So, I mean, be a lot. And then the second prize is, like, you get two tickets to either Chicago Symphony or St. Louis Symphony and an airplane, round-trip airplane ticket to either one of those places. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, the the concert mistress. Uh, Chris Lowe yep. on the Mary Griffith Show, and she played with the St. Louis Symphony. And uh, she is not afraid to say that she thinks the Quincy Symphony is every bit as good yeah. as the St. Louis Symphony. And I think that if you want to hear a great group of people singing, uh, you know, in harmony, the parts, a little bit harder music, uh, songs that you might hear on the radio, but these will be done uh, a little bit uh, higher class, I guess, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So anything else you want to add for the good of the cause? Well, I have the women doing all the little horses from Aaron Copeland piece that they're doing. So it's got blacks and grays and horses. Yeah. And then the men are going to do, hey, their little red riding hood that was put out <laughs> a long time ago. They, they had to memorize it, which was, you know, 
taxing for some, but they we have a girl playing the little red, and so it's how they they howl and they they're on they're risers by themselves <laughs> when they do this. I mean, it's a, quite a comedic little show that they put on. So for their hey, their little Red Riding Hood. So so there is one intermission. Yes. Okay. So. And so these are not the only songs. No. This list I have. Oh, you've There's, got sixteen different songs. I do. Well, I, give me them all. I want to hear them all. Well, besides the icy colors, you have my love's like a red red rose, which is it's Shakespeare verbiage. And it's with violin and cello. It's really lovely. Black is the color of my true love hair. Les Fons is going to be cl- playing clarinet on that, and that's the familiar one. But with the clarinet added, it's very mournful. It's a totally different slant on that folk song. Then we're doing um, the blackbird singing in the dead of night, that blackbird tune. And um, then Under the Greenwood Tree, which is also just a folk song that's, um, again, Shakespeare verbiage. So there's just a lot of fun things, and everybody, you know, smiles on the faces. Everybody was loving to sing it, and hopefully the audience will have smiles on their faces when they listen to us. Anything pink? Pink Panther. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to be left out. In Blue Skies, Pink Panther. You've got, uh, I think you mentioned. Have you got Burnt Umber? <laughs> Magenta? <laughs> No, you no. try to find SATB arrangements okay. of colors. Okay, i tell you what. Why don't you commission me? I'll come up with something that is a burnt umber for there next There you go. For next, and uh, what are you going to rhyme time. with that one, Mary? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I play the triangle, so it'll have there a heavy you... triangle solo. All righty, goodie. In it, Phyllis. That's, That's all I can good. say about that. Look forward to it. Folks, you can get your tickets in advance, of course, at Hy-Vee, at Sturhan Jewelers, or at County Market, but just buy them at the door. Uh, the, door the concert is at 730, so get there, get in your place. Uh, a lot of people like to sit upstairs. Some people like to sit downstairs. Notice where the recording device is. If you've got a hacking cough, don't sit there. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there with small children. Or, Mommy, what's next? We don't yeah. want that. But it's at Ninth and State. Lots of parking. Lots and lots of parking and well-lit parking lot. And anything else for the good of the cause? Well, just love to see some more new faces and um, have the church full. That would be just wonderful to have everybody enjoy all our efforts. Well, you'd work so hard, and it would be great to see that church absolutely packed to the rafters. The acoustics in there are phenomenal, and the seats are very comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're even padded. Padded, mm-hmm. yes. <sighs> yeah. You know, those Protestants. And they're wide. They don't, they don't have to suffer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Notice nobody ever has a concert at St. Francis Church. Oh, my no. gosh. <laughs> right. The seats are too uncomfortable. Thank you so very You're much, welcome. Phyllis Thanks, Mary. Robertson. Appreciate it. You're welcome.